looks is going to get the man. But you know what keeps the man? Respect. Bitches is always talking about why her and not me. Because she respects his shit. Because even when they have a heated debate or they're arguing, she has boundaries. The last thing a man wants to feel like is he's being emasculated and disrespected by the woman he's supposed to love. Facts. What's up guys it's your guy Aaron social and you're tuned in to another episode of so unapologetic where when life's bougie ass gives us lemons we make lemonade and mix it with a little bit of henny but for real y'all uh, this is a solo dolo episode we ain't got no segments no hot topics no main topics none of that you know when it's just me by myself uh, only God knows what we finna get. But no, 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 no. Today we actually have a point, you know. As you heard in the other clip, in the clip in the beginning, what a young lady was explaining, you know, about, you know, kind of alluding to how a lot of women take it very literal, take it literally that they have to be a man's piece. And to be honest with you, you don't have to be no one's piece. I mean, person should already be at peace what that actually means is just basically don't be disrupting our peace as men we don't need y'all to be our peace we don't need to come home and you to be the most peaceful place on earth that should already be at our home where we rest our head at i mean if we come into your house that's an extension of that peace that peaceful place, the quietest place on earth, if you want to, you know, kind of put it that way, especially for us black men, I would say men of color, having to be out here in the world and sometimes you may have to be in a position where you have to code switch, where you have to kind of tone down your blackness a little bit um, and then you want to come home and just rest and be yourself. And if say nigga 38,000 times, then okay. But generally what that means is like, just have, she said have boundaries. You know what I'm saying? When I say boundaries, I don't mean like certain things that you can't talk about, certain things that you can't address, certain things that you can and you can't do. Cause I mean, if that's your partner, you should be able to be yourself and do whatever and say and communicate things um, and I, I would say a respectful type of way, but you know, especially like if you guys are having arguments or um, I don't like to say arguments, you guys are having disagreements or debates, um, spirits, uh, spirited debates. We gonna use that word. And just having some type of restraint and having boundaries, and that goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna definitely go both ways. But we don't need y'all to be our peace, man. Because I thoroughly am convinced that women vibrate in violence. You guys wake up, just 
vibrating in violence. I'm gonna say that. Because um, a lot of times, especially with, with black women, you ladies are very passionate. Um, sometimes that could be perceived as being bitchy or being controlling or <clears throat> what's another word I've heard for it? I can't think of another word right now, but I just feel like, and I, I, I y'all heard me say this several times that with, with black women, you black women, our women are some of the most spirited and beings when it comes to something they care about. Especially if it's your man, your family, your friends, your children, your job, your hobbies, whatever, whatever it may be that you guys care about, you're gonna be very protective of and very in some ways you can damn you can damn well be um, confrontational about it. I think we better gotta get better at communicating these things and being able to fully communicate. Cause to be honest with you, men, we're simple. We're super simple. I, I you know, I, I tell my partner this, I tell my friends this all the time. Men are super simple. Love us, feed us, fuck us, and tell us that we pretty. I mean, not literally, not literally tell us that we pretty, but, you know, tell us that we handsome, you know what I'm saying? Um, you do have, there is a bit of ego stroking that comes with having your men. And look at it the same, same way as when you play sports, for those of you who play sports, and your coach giving you pep, you know, pep talks, you know, and, you know, you're saying y'all might, y'all might just be trash. You might just be trash, right? But it's your coach's job to give you that boost to help you go back in the game, start the game, finish the game, to believe that y'all can that y'all can win. And I really feel like, ladies, and I know a lot of y'all are gonna be like, what about shouldn't men do the same thing for women? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know like for me, I have daughters. I have two daughters. And for any anybody in my circle, I'ma be your biggest fucking cheerleader, even though even if well, I ain't gonna have you out there looking like no damn ass clown or like that, but I'ma hype you up. And that's what I'ma do. You know. But I feel like that the world, especially for us black people, has tried everything to turn us against each other, so we keep getting into these these staring contests, like who go blink first. And don't nobody want to have to be out here dealing with all this shit outside, and then come in the house and deal with that same level of hostility. You know what I'm saying? And so, no, we don't need y'all to be our peace per se. We need you not to dis not to help further disrupt our peace. Because the person, the man you with, the woman you with should already have a level of peace. They should already have peace. They should already be at peace. If they're not at peace, then you may want to think about whether or not you want to be around this person. Because who wants to be around a person who is never at peace? And I and I'll share this. Because 
I spent a lot of time dating and even in like full-blown relationships with a lot of women who were not at peace. And you know how they say a happy wife is a happy life? That basically just means, you know, keeping the peace per se. And for a lot of women, what women, I feel like what y'all don't realize when it comes to men, there's some, a lot of times we in these positions to where we feel like, damn, if I just tell her, and I'm, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real harsh with this, but not really in these terms, but to chill the fuck out, to shut the fuck up for a second, chill out, chillax, just chill and be still. You gotta sit there and think, what is gonna be the ramifications of me telling her this? Because a lot of times, if a woman's already riled up, and you say that, fellas, what is gonna go happen? She gonna tell you that she calm, she gonna tell you not to tell her what to do, and then now you got a whole other argument on your head. Now you just basically added fuel to the fire. When sometimes you just need to be like, babe, 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 chill out. And the same thing go for women. You know, rub that nigga on his back if that's you know if that's one of his common spots. Play with his hair. If you need to get him to calm down, you know what I'm saying? That those are ways to help maintain a man's peace. I think you know a lot of women just get so caught up in these lists and what a man should do, what he shouldn't do, and I'm like, we grown. Last thing I want is for another grown-up trying to tell me how to be a grown-up. Just because I don't do it the way you want me to do it or do it right then and there when you want me to. But no, I don't need you to be my peace. I'm already at peace. Most part, I'm a chill, relaxed, super laid-back person. It's almost to a fault, really. So I don't need... I don't need nobody to be my peace. I'm already at peace. I just need you not to come around me kicking up dirt like my grandma said. Don't be coming in the house kicking up dirt, which means don't be coming in here starting no shit unnecessarily. Now, if I did something that you don't like, you know what I'm saying? If I did something that you feel like that I should not have done or I could have did a different way, it's all about how you present it. And fussing and all that other stuff is not gonna get to nobody. Cause think about it, when you was a child, men and guys and ladies and gals, when your mama, your daddy, your aunts, whoever came at you and started fussing, fussing, fussing at you, what's the first thing you did? You got defensive, you shut down, you don't listen. I don't know why people think just because we get grown that that same, that same thing don't apply. You know what I'm saying? It's all about communication, having balance, being able to completely communicate. Like with me, I'm the kind of person in any type of relationship, whether it's a friendship, a situationship, co-worker, workship, or whatever kind of ship you want to call it. I don't put no boundaries how, how people can communicate to me. If you so passionate, you got to fuss, cuss, and go kick, kick cans down the street, okay. 
I'm, I'm gonna give you that. And I'm gonna try to dissect and figure out what you was actually trying to communicate through all the huffing and the puffing and the fussing. But at the same time, when I feel a way about something, I want that same respect. If I let you talk, if I let you cuss and hoop and holler and fuss and chunk stuff around the house, you know what I'm saying? Go kick the can outside. I want that same respect. That's about having those communication boundaries. But it's all about how you present stuff to people and how you say it. It's not what you say. It's in a tone and a manner that you say it. That you want to make sure that it's received properly. Because people think communication is, oh, I said something. Oh, I heard you. No, it's not did you hear me. It's did you comprehend what I said. And I think that is a lot of the problem with a lot of people. We out here just talking, 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 but are you communicating effectively? And in, and in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I have met very few women that communicate their point effectively. I don't know if it's because I've been around some horrible communicators that I just be like, all right, just give it to me, then I can go back later on and dissect, you know, this, that, and the third. But also, you know, I think a lot of women don't realize, or maybe you guys do realize, that when it comes to relationships, y'all set the tone, man. Y'all set, y'all set the tone. Because I, I realized at a long time ago that the saying is true. When uh, we go, you know, we go, we go switch it to a little sexual little thing right here. But uh, this is absolutely true. Women fuck who they want, when they want, and men fuck who they can, when they can. You know, and, and that's how they go. Cause most of the time, men, you, if you reach out to a woman cause you wanna have sex and be like, what you doing? You are still at the mercy of her feeling like dealing with you, her feeling like, Going through whatever routine she gotta go through to get prepared to have sex with you. And as guys, we just gotta stay ready so we ain't gotta get ready. Cause one thing I know for sure, a woman, she'll send out a text message talking about what you doing, big head, hey, stink, and all the other stuff. If you don't respond appropriately, she gonna send that text message to the next nigga in line. That's fucked up, but it's the motherfucking truth. So, I seen this. <laughs> I seen this post the other day where the dude was like, "I'd rather deal with a woman in a relationship because I only got to deal with one nigga versus a single chick because now I got to compete with twenty other niggas." <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I'm not gonna say what he, what he said was right, but he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. But, um, you know, I really wish I had, you know, one of my female cohorts here. Because I, I got questions, man. I'm still trying to figure out for the life of me. This whole phase that women go through where they want a thug, they want a, you know, a drug dealing type of dude, all that stuff. Like, where did, like, where did they even come from? Like, what? You know, so I asked my female friends. I asked my partner, you know, where did this come from? And I got kind of the same... The same consensus, you know, and from a protection standpoint to 
ranging for feeling protected. Cause you know most times these drug dealers, these thugs, these gangs, these gangster dudes, these are these are very intimidating, scary type dudes. You know some of us, you know us nice guys, these Russell Wilson type guys, we may not be the most threatening dudes when you when you first look at us on a surface level. But I say this: a man is a man. A man is gonna protect what he feel is worth protecting. You know his house. His spouse, his children, his friend. Hey family, follow the show on Instagram at So Unapologetic Podcast and follow and like the Facebook page. On Facebook, just type in So Unapologetic Podcast, send some letters, ask for some advice, or give some advice, because I could always use some. Send all your letters to the show's email of So Unapologetic Pod at gmail.com. His family, the things that he cares about. That's any man. Whether it's a thug, what you consider a thug, a gangster, um, a nice guy, or whatever. They go, they go, they go do that. But have women, have y'all ever thought about when it comes to a situation y'all out and some dude push up on you and the guy that you with doesn't say anything? Did you ever think maybe he doesn't deem you worth? getting into an altercation over. That's the number one thing. That, that, I'm going to say that's the number one difference between these roughneck type of dudes and these everyday guys. A roughneck type of dude, he going to do that regardless to anything that he feels is his. It's a possession. Us normal guys, we don't look at y'all as possessions. We look at y'all as a partner, an equal partner if 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 we really talking, we're talking real shit. An equal partnership. So just because some dude bump into you, some chick bump into you, some dude try to talk to you, try to handle you a certain way, and this man don't automatically come over and bust up a, a bottle and threaten this dude, telling this nigga to get back for I do this, that, and the third to a bunch of shit that motherfuckers ain't never really gonna do. You gotta you gotta ask yourself. A couple of things. One, does this man truly look at me as a forever thing? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, worth getting into an altercation, you know, putting, you know, putting his life, career, and stuff in jeopardy over. And two, Does this whole situation even garner that level of concern and energy? Because, I mean, there's ways that we as men can communicate to let another man know, hey, she's with me. Hey, this is my lady. And most men will respect that. Like, I, I've very rarely ever got into a whole... Actually, I I never have actually got it into like a whole little altercation out and about about somebody that I'm with. Cause I mean, honestly, until recently, I wasn't gonna fight over none of y'all. If the nigga wants you, you wanna go with him. All right. I'm like shit. Even with my exes, I I can give a fuck. And maybe that's to a detriment. Maybe you know. 
maybe I shouldn't be like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? But it was who I was at the time. But uh, I would say this, because I know I have a lot of my female friends and listeners that be asking questions about, um, is it true that when a guy, well, God knows when a guy, a guy knows when he's ready to settle down. That's absolutely the truth. And I'm going to tell you why. Because me and a lot of my homeboys, we had this conversation because women, y'all generally for us fall into a couple of categories and it's a couple of categories uh, some people might word it as are you fuckable versus desirable um, I like to use the term whether or not if you're fun or like I guess are you a fun girl or are you wife material and just because that you're a fun girl, just because you're your wife material don't mean you're not fun. That actually means that you are fun, but you are somebody that I can build with. If you just fun, then you just fun. You just fun to be around. You probably fun to have sex with, fun to go out and get drunk with, fun like to just do fun shit with. But I can't take you serious. And you know, and that's just what that is. I mean, it's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do if you're in the fun girl category. There's nothing you can do to get over in the wifey category. There's absolutely nothing you can do. The best thing that you can do is be in the middle. And there's no category, no title for it in the middle. I guess we can say that the middle category is desirable. You got fun over here, desirable, and wife, and wifey, wife material here. You go, you go, you go get that gray area of category. That the best thing you can do is go into something and be desirable. And what makes you desirable? Not stirring up this nigga peace, man. Not disturbing his peace. Stop doing that shit. Stop fussing just to be fussing. And I know y'all find that hard because some things y'all feel like y'all should have to address, you should have to say. Find a better way. Starting an argument. Hooping, hollering, fussing is not going to get you nowhere with no man. Because, you know, we all got mamas. Especially if we black. And the one thing black mamas would do is fuss at their sons. So we learn at an early age to tune that shit completely out. Because if you even come in hooping, hollering, yelling at me, I ain't heard a motherfucking word you said. I'm sorry. That shit sound like Charlie Brown, mama. All I hear is womp, 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 womp. That's all I hear. But if you sit here and you talk to me like I got sense and like I'm a human being, I'm going to comprehend everything you got to say. I'm the kind of person I'm a perfectionist And I want every situation To be as close to per- Close to perfection As possible I know it's not a reality But that still don't mean I don't strive for it And I'll give you an example Out to eat right And my partner She's the kind of person That you know We, we At some point We gonna need Another Set of silverware You know what I'm saying Cause ain't nobody got time to be if you eating your you eating your appetizer and then you get your main course and you want to use the same fork and knife because what if what if you your appetizer is something sweet and then your main dish is something savory now you mixing those two flavor palettes and sometimes they're not the best thing to do so you know i'm all with that i'm i'm using this fork and spoon for this i'm not going to use it for everything else so we need a, another set right 
And a lot of times, you know, we go to restaurants when it's like during the optimal busy hours where the waiter is doing the best they can, balancing all these tables. So if the table, if we the table and we need more silverware and we wait on this waiter, I'ma start looking around to try to figure out how I can get the silverware. And she constantly always tells me that it's not that crucial. But for me it is. Cause for my cause from my point of view, I don't want whether it's her, my daughters, anybody to have to sit here and wait and want for nothing. I want, like I said, everything close to perfection as possible. And that's probably that character flaw that I have. But um that just is what it is. So back, I guess let me get back on topic as far as this whole peace and boundary thing. And you gotta, you gotta have it. Like I said, it goes both ways. It definitely goes both ways. Fellas, you can't be coming in the house, pooping and hollering, fussing, disturbing her peace. You know what I'm saying? You got a temperature check sometimes. See how, see how the other person's doing. Don't ask them a question. Now, babe, how was your day? Let them vent. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us have jobs where. We're talking to people all day long, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work in a nine to five setting, you talking to people all day long, taking on all these other people's energies. Like for me, I work in a service to where when I talk to people, it's never under good circumstances, never. I work in insurance. Who calls their insurance company, whether it's medical, auto, home, rent, whatever, because you happy, because you just want to talk to somebody and tell them they doing a damn good job. Especially if they work in claims, you know what I'm saying? Now, I never talk to anybody under the best circumstances. So I get cussed out, I get people asking for unrealistic stuff people feel like because they pay their insurance, they owed all these things, and you're not owed shit. You need to start reading your contracts. But either way, um, but, you know, one of the things I try to do throughout the day, uh, when I start a conversation with anybody that's in my circle, I ask how their day was. Like, how you doing? And I don't just ask that, just be asking that question. I ask it because I generally care. You know what I'm saying? You might have something that you need to get off your chest. You know what I'm saying? Um, trying, to, trying to help, like I said, help aid in your peace. I ain't trying to disrupt none of that. But long story short, we don't need y'all to be our peace. We need y'all to, to help either add to the peace and never take away from it. Please, thank you. Um, but I'm going to end this episode with some tips for the fellas, ladies. You can take this if you want to because most of the listeners are ladies. Take this to your mates. Uh, We're going to talk about three tips for lasting longer in the bed. And you know, sex is one of those things, it depends on the two people or however many people is having sex. Um, how long it should last. I mean, I don't think it should last. It should, it's, I mean, I talk to people that be unrealistic. They'd be like, I be doing like hour, two hour sessions. No the fuck you don't. No the fuck. And I don't give a damn how much WAP you got. Ain't that much lubrication in your vagina to be keeping up with that type of friction. 
Now, if y'all start and stop and going back to foreplay, back to intercourse, back to foreplay, back to intercourse, people that be telling me that shit, oh, well, I be doing hour sessions. Yeah, first of all, I think you're lying. Second of all, that let me know that you're probably not using condoms. Because we all know, us that use condoms, a condom ain't, a condom ain't gonna last no hour without you having to stop and switch them out and all this other stuff. Because a condom... Condom got about a good, mm, uh, about a good 30, 40 minutes, maybe, before that mug start to get stiff and shrivel up and do all kind of weird shit. And that's probably why motherfuckers' condoms be busting. You trying to go two or three hours fucking with them damn Rhino RX pills that you got from the damn, the QT. And you're not swapping out your condoms. But either way, I digress. Your motherfuckers are liars. And your motherfuckers are nasty. Um, that's another thing. Why do they be locking up condoms? Because motherfuckers don't be using them. I mean, I go to Target. Target don't lock up shit, so. But anyway. Fellas, ladies, whoever. Three tips. Guaranteed tips. To help you last longer in the bed. Number one, Relax. And that, that does not mean relax to the point that, you know, you just sitting there willy-nilly with niggas. Now you start fishing. When I say relax, because think about it, fellas. When you have having sex, using your lower body, your lower, your abs, you know, when we get ready to come and start thrusting hard, you tighten up your ass. Tighten up, you tighten up your asshole. That area. Relax that area. Relax your ass. You know what I'm saying? Relax. Tip number two. Slow down if you have to and take deep breaths. When you feel like you know you can't control the tightening up of your lower of your ass, slow down. It's okay to go back to you know to foreplay. You know what I'm saying? Show show some other areas of her body. Some affection, some attention. Take all that pressure, take all that energy away from y'all private areas, away from the dick in the dick in the pussy, and spread it out. Show her, show her breast some love. Show her inner thigh some love. It's okay to switch. You know, sometimes women like that little, that little, that little teasing, that little teasing game, that little teasing thing. Because for me. The best part of sex is that climax. Cause once you bust a nut, it's kind of all downhill from there. You know, I like to stay in that euphoric area. You know, cause it comes right, right before you get ready to climax. And then, you know, it lingers on after a little bit. But once you bust a nut, folks, we all know it's downhill from there. It's down like, what we doing next? Like, what you finna do, sis? But yeah, so far we got relax. Relax your ass, man. Two, slow down. Like like Bobby V said, slow down. And take deep breaths. Can you take deep breaths? Control your breathing. Controls, regulates the blood flow to your dick. Helps you last longer. Step number three, and probably the hardest out of the three I'm gonna give you, is focus on your extremities that are the furthest away. So, for those in the back, that means your hands and your feet. 
focus on those areas. Try to push, you know, the build up to your hands and your feet. So the best way I can put that is best way I can put that like your hands do something that involves moving your hands because you know it's kind of hard to multitask while you're having sex in the first place right it's hard to multitask so with that being said focus on keeping your hands involved and the whole feet thing you know I joke a lot about stepping on the back of people necks and stuff I don't really mean that shit. But your feet, you know, roll around on your balls of your feet. If you're like me, and you like to do like doggy style, sometimes, you know, I like to get missionary. I like to stand up and lay, lay the lady on the bed. Gives you a strong base to thrust the slow stroke from. But just like I said, remember to relax, slow down, take deep breaths, and to focus on your hands and your feet. If you can do those three things, hey, if you can do two of those three things, guarantee you that you go last long in the bedroom, fellas, ladies. Uh, roll that over, put that in your sex bag. When you gotta teach these fellas, teach that man how to please you and how to last longer to however you need them to last. But with that, like I said, I ain't gonna keep you that long. It's a short episode, it's a solo, solo episode. Cause I be mean, like, I, I'll say this. I have a strong respect for solo podcasters because, you know, it's hard sitting here having to throw yourself alley-oops and, you know, kind of crack jokes and stuff and there's nobody else to laugh at your joke to let you know if your joke is funny or not. It's, it's hard doing that by yourself. So, for me, I struggle with... um. I struggle with like podcasting solo because to me it's like it's it's hard. It's very hard. I'm not gonna lie about that. So you know, sometimes I be like, do I really feel like doing this and the third and all this other stuff. But like I have a strong respect for people that do solo podcasting. But I'm gonna start doing more solo episodes because you know sometimes you gotta work with other people's schedules. It's hard um, to do it, and you just gotta do it by yourself. So y'all pray for me uh, as I try to you know get back you know into this podcasting thing, doing it solo, trying to have uh, more guests and things like that. Um, but uh, you know on top of all of that, you know. As always, protect your, protect your magic, you know what I'm saying? Cultivate your vibe, man, and remember to be always so unapologetic about your peace. And we out, man. Looking at me for the pay cut